0: You're listening to Let There Be Light, a podcast where we shed light on topics in the church today through discussions on history, science, theology, as well as our love for Jesus. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoy this episode.
1: Well, hello there. Welcome back, folks. Wow. Folks, (laughs) Folks. <laughs> Folks, we've become very Midwestern in our time off. Yeah,
0: something like that. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to season two of Let, Let there, there Be Light. Light. <laughs> yeah, I've
1: missed saying oh, that. Oh man, dude. This yeah, is no. good. This, this is, is... This is wow, great. This is great. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh my lord. This is also the first episode. Bro. So start here.
0: <laughs> yeah, so start. Yeah, this is going to say something that indicates it's season two. I'm not sure yet. Yeah. We're gonna make that a thing. But anyways, welcome, Marlene. How have you been? Oh, um, you know, living the dream. (laughs) Everything going according to plan. There is no plan. There is no plan. No. no Um trying to live with, you know, myself in a world that has insurrection attempts
1: and Um, Within and without. Within and without. Personally and interpersonally. Yeah,
0: interpersonal interaction. (laughs) Yeah, you know, and just trying to keep myself sane and try desperately not to fight with people, strangers on Instagram. So there you go. (laughs) It's 2021. Oh, yeah. Here we go. What about you, man? What um, what you been up to?
1: Honestly, I've been also living the dream in corporate America. Oh,
0: yeah. Vibing. How are all those misogynists out there? Doing okay? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> they, they say hi they're sponsoring this podcast this season is sponsored by
0: uh well you know we do have them to thank for our incredible angst that yes. transforms into anxiety when you reach your 20s by the way looking for more angst by the way <laughs> yeah this is the season for you yeah booyah visit our patreon I'm just kidding <laughs> not yet but not soon maybe oh very soon Very all right. tempting all right i think we have a goofing off of the first two minutes man what do we got for okay. the people today so this season, I am,
1: I'm Ooh, so excited.
0: You're like geeking out. I'm, I wish everyone I'm could psyched. see you right now. This isn't a visual
1: medium, but like. This is still not a visual medium. This is still not a visual medium. Our YouTube channel is not up and coming. I'm sorry, we're failures. All right, anyway. Uh, so this season will primarily be focusing on. Trauma. Trauma I don't know why I said it like that. I'm sorry. The church. Trauma and the church. Trauma and the church. So we're gonna be taking a look at how those of us with trauma may struggle to operate within the context of the local church. And we're gonna explore how trauma may result from the church.
0: Ooh, it's real though. It's <laughs> very spooky.
1: It's very spooky, it's not even October. It's not spooky. even, it's February. It's almost Valentine's Day, so I guess that is kind of spooky. Yeah, we've
0: been really slacking on this. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't supposed to tell the people that, Sarah. Oh,
1: forget you heard <laughs> that. Forget that.
0: Moving on, moving on. All right, sorry. Um,
1: but before jumping into all of that, we thought we'd start off the first episode with a bang uh, by laying some introductory groundwork. I am ready for the bang. Excellent. So last season, to rehash in case you hadn't heard, we talked a lot about the church.
0: <laughs> it's almost like it's a theme. Like we yeah. talked about like, what's it called? Theology? Yes. Something
1: like that. Yeah, yeah, And like that. much of the feedback that we both received, particularly me, I think, centered around wanting more clarification on what the church was, as there was some concern that if we were criticizing the church, we just didn't know what it was. Yeah. We're not pulling any punches this season.
0: I feel like you got a lot of, like, the clarifying questions, and I got a lot of, like, the death threats.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was evenly split. Evenly split. (laughs) Um, So we thought the best way to start off this season, where we'll be mainly talking about the church, is to ask... What is it? Why is it here? Where are they now? Where are they now? (laughs) And what should it look like? Mm. So naturally we're gonna go straight to scripture and we're gonna dive the heck in. Um, Query for the audience and perhaps perhaps for you.
0: query query
1: quiz time oh, the pop quiz knows pop okay. quiz how would you define the church oh lord oh my and then we're like door the explorer we pause for the audience and like
0: pan this is not a visual medium though we can't pan over and be like good answer like <laughs> charlie right. you won I'm Like no. <laughs>
1: but i am curious how would how would you
0: how would i describe the church oh
1: man Aw, man, not what it is. The Bible has a ton of descriptors, but they're all, like, metaphors, which is wild. It's a time. (laughs) The body or the bride of Christ. um, And I'm going to be throwing around around a lot of, like, verses and chapter references because i expect our audience to do the work and i'm gonna be <laughs> acting like those sword drills in sunday
0: school where yes. i'm flipping through my bible app desperately trying to find just this. hear
1: the shuffling of pages and marlena just weeping in <laughs> the, the electronic
0: background. sounds of the shuffling pages of my bible <laughs> app it's
1: gonna be great the tapping <laughs> please um but ephesians 4 romans 12 those have some <laughs> Marlene's definitely I'm stressed out. Um, another descriptor is a group of people who encourage and build each other up, per- who perform good works together. Mm-hmm. That's Hebrews 10. Nice. Um, dig around in there if you so feel the Take need. Dig around, yes. Um, one of the best quotes I've come across as to what the church is, uh, and one of my favorites because it's just so simple and captures several different facets, is the church is the body of people called by God's grace through faith in Christ. To glorify him together by serving him in his world. Mm, mm-hmm. And that's why a guy named Mark Dever.
0: Oh, that you were going to say, a guy named Mark from the Bible. I'm sorry. That's, um,
1: that's from the Bible. A guy named Mark from the Bible. That's from 1 Samuel. I'm sorry I'm, just kidding. sorry. I'm sorry. Mark from the Bible. No, um, this is not a Mark from the Bible. No, Mark, this is
0: Mark. Mark
1: Dever, if this you listen to our podcast, which he absolutely is not. Yeah, I don't know, man. Donald Miller listened to a podcast. Now we're just name he's, dropping. He's edgy, though. Um, But let's let's dig into that a little bit more. Let's dig into that. If you don't know the Bible, there's an Old Testament and there is a New Testament. Mm-hmm. And the Old Testament does not talk about the church much. Nope. Talks about a lot of weird things. The church, as we commonly refer to it, shows up in the New Testament ah. uh, because Jesus introduces it. I think one of the first references is his telling Peter, um, on this rock, I'll build my church yeah good times yeah those were good, <laughs> good times. Time. those were grand times <laughs> Woo! and then paul the, right. and others expand on it yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but in the old testament we primarily see israel which are known as god's chosen people sweet and they operate just as a very high level as a picture of the church oh yeah um this is where i'm gonna throw galatians 6 16 out marlene's da, got da, that da, one da. for us here we go
0: <clears throat> Okay, so Galatians 6.16 from the English Standard Version. Mm. And as for all who walk by this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God.
1: What? Yes, that that is. Mainly focusing on upon the Israel of God. What the heck does that mean, Sarah? It means that Israel was foreshadowing how God's people will be all peoples and nations because he tells us, he tells Abraham, you're going to have a seed Mm -hmm. and they're going to be as many as the stars in the sky. And then the church comes around and we're the fulfillment of that. But now God dwells in our hearts instead of in a temple. And Jesus is our high priest. And we're ethnically and culturally mixed. And instead of circumcision, there's now baptism. Things like that. So all the things that Israel did were kind of pictures of what the church is today. The church is hard to define is what I'm getting at totes totes but also so here's the good news <laughs> ah
0: jesus christ is lord
1: yes okay also
0: <laughs> oh you
1: oh i like good news i thought you were saying
0: like the gospel i was like oh uh, you uh, are right though oh. let's take a
1: moment she's right
0: okay <clears throat> that the, never happens so thank you for that uh, <laughs> the, question.
1: the church is the good news is the church isn't hard to define because there isn't any evidence for it or because it's a passing fad or something doomed to fail it's hard to define because the Bible treats the idea and the imagery of the church incredibly richly. Incredibly richly. Just some of the, some of the many different references that the Bible uses for the church. The Herald of the Gospel.
0: Oh, damn. That's like sexy. Oh. The Herald of the Gospel. Oh, my obedient lord. Obedient servant. As le- significantly less like, sexy. Like Aaron Burr. Oh.
1: Oh. Okay. Take back I what have I have the said. honor to be.
0: Your obedient servant. servant okay <clears throat> might need the to light on a on. hill
1: salt of the earth salty uh ooh, yeah community okay family uh koinonia which means fellowship yeah it does mm. Mm. uh builders of the kingdom dinner table okay yeah temple of living stones new creation i love that one and covenant lived out Ooh, Yeah, so so there's a lot there. This is important because many of us, I think, are tempted to simplify the church to like a building, right? Mm -hmm. Or a certain day of the week we meet or a worship service or a rock concert, as many are. Maybe for many of us, the church is a place we go to meet our friends or to celebrate Christmas and Easter. Um, But the Bible, I think, is pretty clear that the idea of the church is incredibly rich, infinitely deep, and is intended to tell us something unfathomably amazing about who God is, who we are, our relationship with him, and even what the new heavens and the new earth is going to look like. That's that's important. That's why we spend so much time talking about it. Um, if we really think about the church that way, we're never going to be able to look at a church the same way again. We really won't. And I think that adds a whole lot of richness to and depth to struggling with the concept of the church, doesn't it? Let's talk about the core attributes and the marks of a church. I really wanted to talk about this because I don't think the church itself educates folks on what it should look like. I used the word folks again, didn't I? Educates (laughs) anybody about what it should look like. But then I think abuses can happen because people don't know what they should be looking for. Absolutely. So this is an encouragement twofold. First one is the Bible has lots on what a church should look like and you definitely can and should go there to check your church and it's not bad for you to compare your church to the Bible. Second of all, hopefully this will be like a little bit of a condensed resource for you if you're kind of like, wow, it's very overwhelming. What do I do? Let's dive in. Let's dive in. So, first big distinction, universal church versus the local church. What does this mean? So, in uh, how I
0: like to see it is lowercase church versus capital church. Yeah,
1: that's a good one. Yes, well, you're exactly right. The universal church is the big the the big c church um and and that's uh like a global the global church the church at uh all times everywhere all over the world the true body of christ yes all of us belong to the global church which consists of past present and future christians we're all just we're all just vibing uh and the local church is the one that you attend uh in your community in this time and place in history 2021 but i'm not gonna say when yeah because, no you ruined it
0: you ruined
1: it at the beginning we're gonna the pretend episode. like that didn't happen okay go. um so while we automatically all belong to the universal church as believers god commands us to gather regularly with a local church gathering can be defined differently i have to clarify that because it's 2020 in the year of a pandemic well 2021 2021 Ooh, watch yourself. but we're in the middle of a pandemic and gathering looks different but totally. that's a whole other discussion totally Um, So each, obviously, as one can notice just from driving down the street, each congregation, tradition, and denomination is going to have their own way of doing things, right? The interpretation of each of the next big things that I'm going to list can vary as well. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a non-denominational, Baptist-influenced with Anabaptist and Reformed overtones. So I'm familiar with those ways of doing church. So I'm not going to get into specific denominational distinctions here. The four big marks of a church as presented in scripture. So you can find each of these in scripture um, based on um, kind of the book of first Corinthians in general. Mm. They're scattered throughout all of Paul's letters. Oh, snap. Okay. Yeah. First one. All churches are going to have some form of preaching and teaching of the word by and. And these are called different things. Elder, elders, pastor, pastors. A bishop, perhaps? A
0: bishop, perhaps. A reverend. A
1: reverend, perhaps.
0: Minister. Yes. Ooh, father. Any one
1: of those. And it could be male or female. Churches differ on that as well. Oh, yeah, they do. (laughs) <laughs> where people start like, oh th- people you know we, we just letters. lost like five like,
0: people just hung right now they're like oh dude screw <laughs> this they just it, they just referenced something ambiguously about female pastors Please oh, okay, note
1: that i'm not saying i'm not making any biblical arguments here i'm just saying i, this am. Is what see. <laughs> Marla, I am what constitutes as biblical teaching is another topic we're not going to touch that
0: uh, this is this is just, whole episode is like this, this, and this. We're not going to touch that. <laughs> yeah, well.
1: <laughs> okay, we're just going to leave that there. Enjoy. Second mark of a church is practicing uh, the ordinances or the sacraments. It depends on the tradition you're in. You might call it something different. Is, what are the sacraments, Sarah? Well, generally, the two that you will likely always see. Always. Is some form of baptism mm-hmm. um, and the Lord's Supper or communion. Okay. Those tend to be across all denominations. And Jesus gave us examples of both, which is why we practice them. Uh, Some traditions will practice different forms of baptism, like Presbyterians may practice infant baptism. Baptists will practice believer's baptism. Um, And other denominations, like maybe more Episcopalian um, or Anglican traditions, will practice additional ordinances. Mm -hmm, Um, Totally. Yeah. So, but generally you'll see the two. And there will always be something present. Third one is a form of membership or, fancy word here, polity. Ooh. And that means you know it's a church because, at minimum, there are dedicated people who attend and just show up week after week. Um, And there are dedicated people who lead. So there's kind of a structure. Maybe it's super formal, maybe it's super informal, but there's a sort of structure to it. Um, And there are many differences between denominations on what membership looks like. And who should be leaders apart from the general qualifications in Timothy, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, how decisions are made and how church discipline is carried out. Yes. Um, That is very, very dependent on what tradition you're coming from. Totally. And then the last one is there will generally be some form of worship carried out. Last part.
0: (laughs) I don't know how to open this. final
1: chorus. The bridge leading to the chorus, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. What is the purpose of the church? And why is that a good thing? So we've talked a little bit about the church. We've talked what makes up a church. Um, and there are also, there are many, you know, there are many ideas of what the church should get up to on a day, day-to-day basis, right? Mm-hmm. Should the church be involved politically? How involved should the local church be in its community? What about the members of the church? How do we care for them? What about mental illness in the church? What about counseling in the church? All stuff that we'll be touching on later in the season. Uh personally this is how i would define the church's purpose uh i think it's clear this way it's clear so our our uh our audience i was gonna say our members <laughs> we're not a church. clear
0: to our members yeah you know, we're not a church uh, clear to church. our
1: audience where we're at
0: you promised me this wouldn't be heretical <laughs> right before she started this she said none of this should be heretical
1: <laughs> no guarantee we left that behind huh? <laughs> Anyways, <clears throat> the anyway. I'm going to be referencing for your own reading. <laughs> for say, your, for my your dear own, audience. For your enjoyment. For your enjoyment. <laughs> for your entertainment. Acts the second, as in Acts chapter 2. Oh, nice. No. Hebrews 10 again, and Ephesians chapter 4 and 5. That is a lot of reading.
0: So, will you uh, give us a little synopsis?
1: Yes, a summary. I think the church's primary responsibility and purpose mm-hmm. is to mutually build, encourage, and equip each other in Christ. Ooh. And I think if that is in- occurring, then this equipping should always be flowing out to the community, whether individually or corporately. Sure. We, people will differ on how that works, but totally. basically, if I think if I think we should show that we love Christ. Call me controversial. Call, yeah, call us liberals. Call us well,
0: crazy. We just think you should be showing the love of Christ to people. What What is that thing? Yes. Love your, uh, what's it called? Um, love, love your, your neighbor? Oh, yeah. Love your freaking neighbor, man. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Oh. I basically think that the church reflects Christ's love, the gospel.
0: Jesus Christ is Lord.
1: Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To a dying and broken world on a daily basis. <sighs> That's some spice. It is. And that can happen <laughs> through a variety of functions, right? We act as a dinner table for people to come to. We mm-hmm. act as heralds. We act as community centers. We act as hospitals. We act as, you know, all of those fun and spicy metaphors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the responsibility, I truly really believe, of each Christian to look into these questions in the Bible and then find a church that they feel best reflects scripture. You know, totally. We're created for community and we're created to be with each other. You don't have to be part of a mega church. You could be part of a home church. You could be part of something extremely non-traditional, but we were built for this. Um, And that means it can hurt us as well, which we'll be digging more into in the future that we will not be leaving. Um, Something that's often come up, and I kind of referenced this earlier since we started podcasting is this question. And I kind of joked about it earlier, but I'd like to seriously address it, is why do you criticize the church at large, Marlene and Sarah? Why? Why do you why do you criticize the American church? Do you hate it? Do you are you bitter? Uh, do you not understand what it is? Is that why you criticize it? And you know what? I think those are valid questions, and I like the fact that we're beginning to ask those questions because it means that we can start making progress. And I think the answers to that are. Hopefully this episode <laughs> hopefully this
0: episode yeah which
1: helps demonstrate that we understand as best as we can as best as any of us can understand uh what the church is you know do you guys do you dear listeners know what the church is do you really know and just to clear it up i love the church here's the thing i love it even with all my struggles in it and mostly i love scripture and i believe and i love the primarily the vision of the church that jesus lays out for us and i cling to that i think that's an incredibly beautiful thing um and that is what i am in love with what 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 are your thoughts on this these questions i think i i think to the
0: i don't want to use the word untrained you know but for somebody who is basically just stepping into this chapter of our lives, it can be confusing for them to try to grasp why we say certain things about the church, capital yeah. C church, and about our uh, personal church experiences. Yeah, our local churches. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so I think that that's best, the best way I can describe it is in my experience, I've always been searching for something authentic. And when I thought I found it and I turned out, it turned out to be wrong. It was a very crushing experience for me. And the only Mm. way my spirit and my faith in the capital C church was restored was through digging through scripture and starting from the beginning with Jesus, where Uh. he says, you know, pick up your cross and follow me. That's a word. Yeah. And I feel also (laughs) this just might be a, um, generational thing but like for me I am barely a millennial born in 1995 I think the cutoff for Gen Z is 1996 so I have one foot in as a millennial one foot in as Gen Z mm. but basically both generations as Rachel Held Evans once said mm. um, have been like fed ads since mm. they were kids yeah. and so us as both generations can sense bullshit from a mile away mm. her words not mine and both generations, I feel like, are just like looking for something authentic. Yes. And that that is that was my prime frustration when I left former churches, was like, I am searching for something authentic. And it was presented to me as such. And it wasn't. And it was a disappointment. And it was yeah. crushing. And so I think a lot of that does result in some bitterness, but also in a lot of protectiveness. Because, you know, when you're betrayed by something that you love, it hurts, and most of the time, you have to love something before you hate it.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I think I think you said it extremely well. I think it's like a wound; you've got to reveal it to the light in order for it to get to get a little bit better. Hence the name, "Let There Be Light." Oh yeah, shine some light
0: on this, bro. Shine some light. Also, I think um, a lot of times talking about it, some people might think it's negative, but we've had a lot of people contact us and be like, "Oh, that's me too. Mm. That's us. That's our story." Yeah. yeah keep going it gets better mm-hmm. you know and so this maybe a year from now two years from now i don't know how long this is gonna last we get taken down we'll um we'll but see. somebody might listen to it and be like oh man like i
1: i understand it now
0: because yeah. they've gone
1: through it yeah you know? that is ultimately to reiterate and there's never a better time to reiterate than the beginning of a season oh yeah um that we our purpose is to talk about and reveal these issues because we love the church so much and we want to find that authenticity and we want to encourage people who are looking for the same thing, you know? Um, I think if we know what the church is intended to be and if we truly believe in it and want to pursue the high calling that the Bible has for the church, and if we take very seriously the standards laid out for the church, then we will exhort and point out where the church in reality falls short. Um, And if you're looking for a verse on that, 1 Corinthians 5.12, I highly recommend. The example of Paul. I mean, he gives us, uh, he speaks in this a lot. Uh, it's important to call out, uh, those places in our lives and those situations in the church where we as a body are poorly reflecting Christ and his love because we are reflecting Christ and his love to a broken world. And if we are messing that up, that's on us. Um, as a member of the body, you know, I can do no less than point out the difference between what scripture says and what reality is. And in fact, that means I would be very unloving of me to look at what reality is and not say anything. The church is a huge topic, right? Uh, But hopefully this episode sketches out for everybody a a more clear picture of what we mean when we talk about the church and also lays a good foundation for the discussions that we have coming up uh, on the different types of trauma and secular versus christian counseling deconstruction dealing with difficult churches really spicy things they just got like it's super just, hype yeah, yeah it's just i mean it's just gonna keep escalating folks <laughs> and it's just you know we're just gonna keep piling stuff on this is so good so thank you for joining us uh this was definitely a more theological discussion so a big kudos to everybody who stuck with us all the way through you are the real winners here yeah you're the real mvp man you're the real mvp um as always feel free to send questions and thoughts our way oh yes
0: feel yeah feel free yes and we always. will do
1: our best to answer sorry if we if you have asked us a question in the past and we haven't gotten to it or like if i answer the instagram and then sarah never responds i've been trying to get better at that i'm really sorry if you've been on the wrong side of me forgetting about you but basically to sum this all up we love the church we, and we love you and we love you and <laughs> and there was, there was light, light.